Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my Eye Clarity Podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest Eye Clarity episode. Hey everybody, good evening. It's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to special Facebook Live Q&A tonight. We're going to go about 30 minutes. I've got lots of questions here on the screen, so I will get to those. But before I do that, you can now text me your questions at 1-844-932-1292. That's 844-932-1291. You can text me your question directly. You can also send me your question at hello at drsamburn.com. Starting in December, I think it's going to be around December 12th, we'll do pre-sale on my new book, Vital Vision, Clear-Eyed Solutions for Midlife and Beyond. I'm so excited about this book. And... It's going to be for you, so I would order it as a pre-publication, pre, uh, uh, so uh, there'll be different ways that you can purchase the book and access me. I'm going to be doing some special events next year. I'm even going to be doing a live in-person event, and so you want to come to that. That's going to be very special. So we've got... A lot of people following tonight. Thank you for joining us. I know it's the night before Thanksgiving, but uh, thanks for taking the time to come on. We've got so many good friends here. Thank you. Thank you from Point du May, from New Jersey, from New York, from, wow, even Europe. So we've got an international crowd, and I feel very honored to be here. Hopefully I can deliver. So I'm going to take questions. We've got questions have been sent in from listeners on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. And if you've got a question, feel free to type it here on Facebook and I will do my best to answer it. So my first question, this is from a a listener on TikTok. He says, what can you do for your eyes and vision when they are aging? Yes, we're all in that aging process, but I tend to look at aging as we get older, we get better. And with all the screen time we're using, people are more concerned about their eyes and vision than ever before. We want to keep our vision healthy and strong. So how do we do that? Well, I think it starts with our diet. So eating a plant-based diet, think of the rainbow colored vegetables. You know, I was at the co-op today and I was shopping for some kale salad and I bought some red and orange bell peppers, some cucumbers and celery, got some anti-inflammatory influences there with cucumber and celery. I like a tomato and some carrots. Of course, I'm getting 
organic non-gmo you can also get this at the farmers markets uh, especially on the weekend so think of the orange foods those are really good for your macula they act like a pair of sunglasses so you know if you're going to do the root vegetables right now yams sweet potatoes carrots uh, you can make a nice vegetable soup if you want to. In any event, think rainbow, red, orange, yellow, green. And you can also add berries. Berries are very good, high in antioxidants, great for retina health, retina circulation. Don't forget your fats and oils. Healthy fats are really important. 50% of the retina is made up of fatty acids. So a lot of people do not get enough of their healthy fats in their diet you can do a morning chia pudding you can do walnuts you can do flax there's a lot of different ways you can get your healthy fats and oils if you eat animal products you need to be careful about uh, the sources but certainly wild caught salmon and a wild caught halibut those would be possibilities but in any event Healthy fats and oils are so important. Heart health, eye health, brain health. So don't forget about those. And, you know, another thing that has come down, which people are uh, learning about, is are we able to absorb our fat-soluble vitamins like lutein and zeaxanthin and vitamin A? A lot of people aren't. And that has to do with the health of our liver and gallbladder. Our liver produces something called bile, and our gallbladder stores it. And for many people, if they have a compromise in their liver, maybe difficulties with detoxification, they're not getting enough bile in their, um, in their diet, or the gallbladder is not storing it properly, we need bile to absorb our vitamin A, our fat-soluble vitamins. So sometimes if you supplement with something called bile salts after a meal, you might find that your vitamin A is absorbed better. And so if you're suffering conditions like dry eye or any kind of retina situation or just eye strain or red eyes, I would consider uh, the possibility of at least checking in with your liver health and making sure that's working properly and you're getting enough bile produced so that you're absorbing your fat-soluble vitamins. And of course, how could I not talk about MSM? So another question on here is, what is MSM? So, so MSM is a, is a sulfur molecule, and I used MSM before I made it into an eye drop. MSM is a great anti-inflammatory agent. Sulfur is the third leading trace mineral found in our body and I was able to make it into an eye drop, and it's, it rocks. It's amazing. <clears throat> you can get two percentages and the mist, the 5%, the 15%. You can go on my web store and look at the reviews. I cannot make any claims to MSM. What I can say is it will revitalize your eyes. It'll brighten them. It will help you in your radiance through your eyes by using it, it'll get the red out. So these are some major things that uh, work for, 
for us in terms of you know all the screen time we're doing all the staring all the stress so msm is a great lubricator use that during the day one drop each eye four times a day and you can do the castor oil eye drop in the evening so these are ways that you can take care of aging eyes again if you're on the screen especially after 6 p.m i'd consider blue blocking glasses there's a difference between the filter and the tint. I recommend the filter. <clears throat> the tint tends to make things too dark and it also dilates the pupil. So you wanna be careful about that. You don't wanna get an imbalance of light coming in to your eyes. So that's why the blue blocking filter, I put it on the back of the lens. I use my blue blockers after 6 p.m. Uh, blue light is a neurotoxin especially when it's emitted from artificial devices and led lights during the day if you're outside the blue light we get from the sun is important for balancing our circadian rhythms but you want to be able to protect your eyes from the the blue light exposure especially from your screen time all right let's take a question on facebook this is kathy she's asking do I need to be worried about vitreous detachment? Anything I can do about it? Well, you know, worry is only going to create the negative hormones, the neurochemicals in the body. So clearing all your fears and anxieties. I like to do a morning breathing practice. That's one of the ways I clear out my, uh, my anxiety and fear. Also, you can do things like yoga, meditation, whatever works for you. But uh, you can take care of your vitreous into old age. Yes, there are a lot of people that develop conditions like posterior vitriol detachment or lots of floaters. But there's some key things about the vitreous that you need to know about. First of all, it's a gel sac that's made up of mostly collagen, amino acids, proteins, and water. And if we are not getting enough hydration, so that's why I talk about the MSM eye drops, the castor oil eye drops, homeopathic eye drops as well. If you hydrate the eyes, the vitreous won't shrink or grow, and it creates a more healthy collagen environment. And if your collagen is healthy in the vitreous, then it's going to stay healthy. Also, another thing that creates problems with the vitreous are things like heavy metal toxicity, mold exposure. I can't tell you the number of people who I've worked with where I've tested them and they've been positive for mold exposure. So that's something that kind of goes under the radar, but you need to be aware of what are what is your toxic load inside? What's your digestive health like? You know, the the inflammation that creates things like macular pucker, posterior vitreal detachment, even retina detachments, there is an underlying both inflammatory situation going on and a problem with glucose. So if we do a lot of carbs, if we eat a lot of breads, if we, um, you know, if we have difficulty integrating or metabolizing glucose, this is one of the toxicities that can cause things like cataracts, wet macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy, 
You know, we can look at all the eye conditions. Because the retina is made up of a sea of microcapillaries, those are the tiny blood vessels, if they're not getting enough nutrients, oxidative stress forms, inflammation forms. Another great therapy that I'm using more and more is red light. Red light actually helps improve our mitochondria function, which produces ATP. And mitochondria are very important for our body. They're in every cell of our body. They're really concentrated in our retina. So red light has been shown and the way you do it is three to four minutes in the morning, three to four times a week. Studies have shown this can actually be a game changer at reversing retinal degeneration and retinal loss. So all of these things, Kathy, uh, are things that you can do. Make a list of your um, eye ingredients, vitamin A, bilberry, ginkgo, taurine, which is an amino acid, um, your omega-3s, lutein, zeaxanthin, astaxanthin. These are all really important eye ingredients. I would also add glutathione and vitamin C. It's very important for lens health. In a minute, I'm going to go into what, what are the protocols for improving lens health. Okay, there's another question on Facebook. Can you please tell how to do color therapy for cataracts? What instruments are needed? Please explain how to do it. Well, probably the easiest way to access color therapy is just to go outside. And I like to go out at sunrise and sunset and to explore the different colors that come through the, the sun. And the key in color therapy is how well you can take the color in to your eyes. Now you can do this even as a meditation and a visualization where you visualize each color. I like to do the rainbow method and you can visualize each color coming into the eyes and bathing the eyes like you're in a color dome. And each particular frequency, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, offers a different stimulation in the retina cells. And so the, the key with color therapy is to bathe your eyes every day. Now, if you have difficulty with visualization, another way that you can do it is different companies. I know Amazon sells it, Etsy sells it. You can get a set of color therapy glasses, which will give you the main visible colors of the spectrum and you wear each of the, the lenses two to three minutes and you subsequently, sequentially, you go through each of the colors and the two questions you ask yourself, what color do I see and how does it feel in my, my eyes and my body? And you breathe the color in. You breathe it in, you hold it for two to three minutes and then you go on to the next color. And you do this for 30 days. I'd like a 30 day treatment of the color therapy. In addition, for the cataract, I would recommend either you can do the 5% MSM eye drops followed by either the CAN-C eye drop or the Oclamed eye drop. They're different. CAN-C has NAC in it, which is a very potent antioxidant. If 
you think your cataract is more related to glucose levels, there's a process called glycation where the glucose molecule, molecule attaches to the protein molecule in the lens. So if you eat a lot of foods, high glycemic index, a lot of carbs, or you got problems with glucose metabolism, I would do the CAN-C. That's called a cortical cataract, and that's a diabetic cataract. That's a cataract with glucose levels. So you could ask your eye doctor, hey doc, what kind of cataract do I have? The second type of cataract is more in the center of the lens in the front called a nuclear cataract. This is more of an aging anti uh, oxidative stress, and this is where the oculomed would work well because of the glutathione and the vitamin C in that eye drop. And the MSM helps prepare the cornea to push either the CAN-C or the oculomed more deeply into the lens of the eye. In addition, in the cataract protocol, I would consider 500 milligrams a day of glutathione, 2,000 milligrams a day of vitamin C. These are essential for lens health. Now, glutathione, you can get that through your cruciferous vegetables, sulfur-based foods. Uh, selenium helps in the delivery system of glutathione. There are lots of different ways that you, you can increase your glutathione production. It's actually produced in the liver. I think I'm going to put out a series of videos in the next couple of weeks on how to naturally and organically boost your glutathione levels without having to do supplementation. So those would be some main things that I would suggest for cataracts. And the color therapy is going to work on your peripheral vision. It's going to work on your visual stress. It's going to stimulate the photoreceptors in the retina to work better. So you're going to have better peripheral vision, which will help your depth perception and your memory. So peripheral vision is very important in our uh, motoring ability, how well we we move in the world and a lot of times when we get under stress we start tunneling our peripheral and our retinas go to sleep they become desensitized to light so using color therapy is a way to reawaken the retina cells and it has a profound effect not only on our vision but also our non-visual pathways because some of those visual those non-visual pathways are connected to the eyes. And so you could get a stimulation in your pituitary, pineal, hypothalamus, adrenals, thyroid. Remember, the blood vessels in the eye will absorb the light and color, but then the blood transports the light and color through your entire body. It takes about 40 minutes. So when you bring light into the eyes, you're going to get it throughout the entire body. So there's a lot of Great things about that. All right, let's go to Nita. She's asking how to heal corneal basement membrane dystrophy. Okay, so this is a, a cornea issue. Cornea is the clear window of the eye. It's made of mostly collagen. The big thing that corne the cornea needs is hydration, reduced inflammation, and I would really start using the MSM eye drops four to six times a day in the castor oil eye drop in the evening. Those would be great for corneal health. The B complex vitamins are very good for uh, cornea health. I would protect your eyes from the sun and also from blue light 
because those particular uh, sources of light can affect the cornea, but at the same time, early in the day, late in the day, make sure you get uh, natural sunlight. That's very important for your circadian rhythms, your endocrine and your nervous system. But also you wanna protect your eyes, especially from the damaging blue light on screens. I don't know where, if you wear any prescriptions, but if you do, um, make sure that you're not using progressive lenses, split lenses, that you're only using a single vision lens and get the, the right prescription for the computer, for reading and for distance. A lot of times people will get one prescription for distance, but it's too strong for them for the computer. Or if they take their lenses off, they have to get too close to the computer and EMFs will start to affect them as well. So getting a single vision lens for your screen time with a blue blocker is essential for corneal basement membrane dystrophies. The key is keeping the eyes hydrated. You could also add homeopathic eye drops during the day. Think hydration. It's very important. The castor oil eye drop will hydrate your eye in the evening. You just need a little bit right before bed. So if you can increase your hydration and oxygenation in the cornea, then um, you will uh, slow down and sometimes neutralize some of the corneal dystrophy. All right, let's take a question from Laurie, she says, I'm, I've read somewhere that yoga can be bad for people who have high optic pressure, assuming the inverted poses with the head low is the concern. Well, I would agree with that to a certain, um, a certain perspective. The key with optic nerve issues is number one, you want to develop a healthy lymphatic system. So gentle, simple movement, you know, there's restorative yoga, there's yoga where, you know, even if you do something like downward dog or a supported shoulder stand, if you do it for a little bit of time, but then you, you're using other uh, poses and it's a movement type of yoga where you're not so static, uh, I think that yoga can be, can be good for you. Certainly doing a lot of inversions, headstands, um, shoulder stands. Yes, I would probably not do those right now. And I would stay more with the, the overall flow of the body, flow yoga, you know, restorative yoga, yoga that's, that's um, rejuvenating. Those would be some things that I would consider. You know, it's interesting with the optic pressure, high IOP, this can be due to several things. It can be due to unresolved head trauma, heavy metal toxicity, oxidative stress, poor lymphatic system, not getting enough nitric oxide in your body. So nitric oxide is an ingredient now that's being used to uh, open up the circulation in the eye. Nitric oxide is an ingredient we call it a vasodilator. So it opens up the blood vessels and I have a new product out which has nitric oxide in it. It's called Dr. Burns Nitric Oxide Formula. You can get nitric oxide from plant-based foods for sure. Uh, I would stay away from animal protein and nitric oxide. Those are toxic things like hot dogs and 
cold cuts and stuff like that. But plant-based foods, some of them do have nitric oxide, celery is one. Um, but in any case, uh, I think it's really about being in a better flow. Craniosacral therapy is one of my top modalities. Acupuncture is also very helpful to bring down eye circulation. Coleus forskilla, which is an herbal formula, has been shown to bring down eye pressure. And ways to protect the optic nerve would be the amino acid taurine, ginkgo. So with ginkgo, I would do maybe about 100 milligrams a day. You don't need to do a, a large amount. Taurine's about 500 milligrams a day and omega-3. Omega-3, 2,000 to 3,000 milligrams a day of a good omega-3 fatty acid is essential for optic nerve health because the key in glaucoma or high eye pressure is protecting the optic nerve because that's where you're going to see um, visual field loss. And of course, things like the pharmaceutical eye drops and the also the um, procedures, iridectomies and other procedures, laser procedures, you know, they tend to work more on the symptoms. So I would get really proactive with your eye pressure so you can avoid those procedures. Okay, so Paula, you, you missed my thing with color therapy. I would use the rainbow method. You could get some colored glasses and go through the, the spectrum, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, spending about two minutes with each color. And um, somebody is asking about, is blue therapy glasses the best? Well, blue works really well if you've got inflammation in the eye. <clears throat> it's also great for uh, as, a, as a reducing pain and inflammation. It's the first color I start to use if I feel somebody's either got PTSD or they've got um, some kind of traumatic brain injury or trauma. Blue is a great color to start with. You know, it's interesting. I had a patient the other day who came to see me and he has what we call um, amblyopia or lazy eye in the right eye. And in the color therapy, I gave him red through the lazy eye, red, the right eye, and blue with the left eye. The reason is because the left eye is so overworking and so stressed out, it needed the blue end of the spectrum. So he wears a patch and he does the blue color for 10 minutes and then he patches the left eye and unpatches the right eye and he does the red light for 10 minutes. So your eyes may take different colors based on where they are at. One of the things I like to do is in the rainbow, we, uh, <laughs> in the rainbow color, the colors that you don't like, the colors that you're, you know, uncomfortable with are the ones that you may be allergic to. And those are the ones that um, will give you a deeper balance. So uh, color is very potent and you can get it in nature. I like to go walk in the woods and I'm working on my green, being able to receive the green. Or I might go to a park and there's some <clears throat> yellow or orange colored flowers. So that's my place to get the orange and the yellow, sometimes the red. In the evening, if we have a great sunset, I might get the blue color, the blue and the purple. So, you know, incorporating the light and color into your lifestyle, 
your daily routine, your meditation is really important because color and light is a food, just like plants. We are heliotropic like the plants. We go towards the light. And uh, color and light therapy <clears throat> is one of the staples that I, that I recommend. And you can do it so many different ways. All right, last question is on floaters. I got to talk about floaters. People get so frustrated about floaters. So did you know that eating some pineapple every day, the bromelain in it, is a way to reduce floaters? That's right. There was a research study that, was, that showed that eating pineapple reduced floaters in the subjects that took the bromelain. MSM is another great support for vitreous health. Hyaluronic acid is also very helpful. Hydrating your eyes, making sure they're hydrated every day, getting rid of the toxins in your eyes, the mercury or root canals from dentistry. I highly recommend seeking out a biological dentist and really doing maybe some kind of a liver cleanse, intermittent fasting. These are all things that can help get rid of floaters. And the last one is lymph. If you've got a good lymph system, your floaters will go away. So movement is very important. Don't sit so much. Uh, for now, what I'm even recommending for people is get the standing desks that are on wheels so you can move the desk, you're standing, you're moving instead of sitting all day. So these, these are other, other things that, that you can do to, to negate the floaters and be patient with it because floaters, um, they can be, well, let me just say this. They, they, can, they can fluctuate. They can get worse. They can get better. And uh, they, can, they can hang around. So it's important for you to, to explore different things. And if you don't hit it the first time, you can try some of these other things and they should work well. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the iClarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.